Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. Everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show that always ends. Uh, we're so glad you could attend because we really care about you. Uh, we care about your health. We care about your well-being. We care about you. Uh, welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about geek culture from a non-geek perspective, the show about non-geek culture from a geeky perspective whatever you know the deal we like comic books we like sports we like all that sorts of shit we're just happy to be here happy to be alive and happy to be talking to you i am andy liascos with me as always the adrian smith to my dave murray mr oh patrick banis you nailed it that time you really nailed that I did. I, I fucking did. See, this is why we had to stop and restart this show, right? Oh. <laughs> a little behind the scenes, because that was a much better fucking take from me. Oh, that intro was uh, chef's kiss. Thank you, sir. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I am. I am no longer the kitchen donkey. If, That's uh, right. <laughs> if you want, if you now watch you're fucking the, Hell's you're Kitchen, you're the Julia Child of monologues. <laughs> yes, I am the best of the worst. As Gordon Ramsay would say, but <laughs> no, <laughs> do you ever watch Hell's Kitchen? Or, or, I haven't or watched any? Hell's Kitchen when in he, a long time, but I, when he calls people a donkey, I don't know what it is about that, but it fucking it just tickles me pink that he's like you fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah, he throws curse <laughs> words in there too. That is. That's great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's like just fantastic. Like you could you could have just stopped at cursing at him, but you went that extra that extra level, that extra mile. Yeah, I nobody in my entire life has ever called me a donkey, and I don't know how I would react to that. To be honest, it's fucking kudos to Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I might I might just laugh, but then I'd be laughing in the face of Gordon Ramsay, which is like, do you really want to do that? Yeah, uh, you know, you know, uh, I I can't think of Gordon Ramsay sometimes without thinking of K. Trevor Wilson. Do you know who K. Trevor Wilson is? Is he on the show? Is he on one of these shows? He, no, he's he plays Squirrely Dan on Letterkenny. Oh. So yeah, so so there's an episode where they're talking about like cooking steaks. Yeah, it's it's where the grill marks bud uh, phrase comes from, right? right? Like you know, grill marks bud. You know, get, you know, the flip of two sides. And I can't remember what they were saying, but Squirrely Dan's like, yeah, well, I guess me and Gordon Ramsay are just fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's great because it's just the guys talking about cooking steaks. Have you have you uh, seen anything about uh, uh, K. Trevor Wilson recently with uh, some of the meme stuff going on? Uh, no, I mean I've seen some of his stand up that's out there now. Um, I've seen some of the stand up, but I have not seen. Is there is there sweet memes? 
Well, I mean, there's always sweet letter Kenny memes, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and his sta- his stand up is awesome. But somebody like used a, a, a picture of Kate Trevor Wilson's character Squirrely Dan from Letter Kenny, and like sort of like a police apologist kind of meme, uh, and that did not not sit very well with <laughs> Kate Trevor Wilson, uh, you know. And uh, so th- there's just some some static going on uh, from that from him, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, put yeah, out a, a public statement, being like, you know, this—if you know me, this is not this is not representative of my feelings on the matter and things like right. that. Right. So. Right. So, so interesting stuff. I, I encourage you. I mean, I'm just a big Letter Kenny fan, a big K. Trevor Wilson fan, and a big fan of Canada in general. And so. I'm a big fan of beer. Delicious, that delicious was a, beer. A del- it didn't. You I thought know, it that was the cracking of a beer. It cracked. It, it cracked. Pop. It crackled. It didn't meet my high quality standards, but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you drinking on? What are you sipping on? Uh, this is the. Uh, this is a uh, Allegheny City Brewing Company Single Track Mind. It's a, a Galaxy IPA. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Nice Galaxy IPAs defined by being made with Galaxy hops. Oh yeah. Um, which is. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Got, Who makes it again? Uh, Allegheny City Brewing. So they're like, they're like a couple of they're a couple of blocks over from our house. Um, they're pretty. They're okay. Are you they're, near they're, Allegheny County? Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, Pittsburgh used to be called Allegheny. Was it Allegheny City? Um, I think it was. I think it used to be called Allegheny City before it was. It was officially called Pittsburgh. So it, I thought you it was know. Gotham. Now that would be cool if it was Gotham, but no, no, Pittsburgh's not cool enough to be called <laughs> no, Gotham. No, it's not. It's definitely not Gotham. Yeah, right, for sure. But in a dark night, it is. <laughs> dark night, get it? Ah, uh, so it's nice. It's a nice, uh, a nice juicy, uh, nice juicy pint of IPA for the for the beginning of the summer of Corona. <laughs> Get it because yeah. it's terrible and it's a beer yeah yeah we're here we're in the summer of corona which has begun which i i'm sure this fourth of july weekend is going to be a a blast for everyone who's going to have to be like you know uh staying at their houses and not going that's to me fireworks displays and things that's me yeah so. That's that sums it up. I'm gonna go to the fireworks stand tomorrow. There you go. I'm gonna buy some fireworks. Then shoot them across the street towards the, the field. Yeah, I, we, I I'm sure everybody was once a fan of the Simpsons, right? Uh, but there's a there's um there's a bit uh, on the Fourth of July where Apu and I, I will not do the just the insensitive fucking uh, accent. Right, that comes with Apu, but where he's like, celebrate the independence of your country by blowing a small piece of it up. Yeah. <laughs> Which I always thought was like the funniest fucking thing. Give me two more beers and I'll Apu all over this place. Whoa. That's right. But speaking fucking of like. spicy. Speaking of parties. <laughs> speaking of parties. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking yeah. about the 4th of July Talk parties. About it. I'm talking no. about. I'm talking about the hot new party. For all the hip new kids, uh, it's the, oh, co- man, the COVID-19 party. What is going party? on in the world? 
What is going on in the world today, bud? What uh, is this? Yeah, yeah. COVID parties are going on in the world. What the actual yes. fuck? So, yeah, it's great. Go on and tell the story because I fucking love it. Ah, uh, man. Um, so the, uni- the, the University of Alabama has denied this, but uh, allegedly students in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, who mm-hmm. have been diagnosed with, with the COVID have been attending parties yes. um, and they've been engaging in a, uh, a gambling uh, a, a, a wager, if you will, um, where yes. they have they throw a party, everybody pays to get in, and then the first person to get COVID gets paid. How fucking crazy is that? That is knowingly spreading a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean. Somebody there has to be believable. Like somebody has to be sick to begin with, right? Like, yeah, and and they have to be diagnosed, and they know that they have COVID, and they know that they're going in spreading this to other people. Go on, sorry. Tuscaloosa City Councilor Sonia McKinstry McKinstry said uh, organizers of the party are purposefully inviting guests who have COVID. You've got to be kidding me, dude. I know. I know. Fucking Sonia Blade wins oh, fatality. Fatality. Uh, un un fucking believable. And like, I wouldn't care if these people got sick and fucking quarantine. Like they, de- but they're gonna be going out in the world, right? Especially in a state like Alabama, where right. there's fucking little freedom. to no control. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, little control. Yeah, I mean, oh, a little yeah. freedom. It depends on what color you are if you're in, in Alabama, right? But, no, I mean, it depends on... on yeah, yeah, I mean, there's little regulation. There's re- little controls put in place to uh, enforce social distancing, to uh, require people to wear a mask, things like that. And I have a friend uh, that I work with that went to the University of Alabama. And oh, I was likewise. busting his balls about this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, dude. He's like, college kids are stupid. Every-. I'm like, I get it. And I get that other people are like having parties and not doing that. But these kids are knowingly, knowingly fucking spreading this disease. Right, right. And like that they're... is a new level of stupidity. Yeah, so there was like a house party up in New York uh, where there was like, I think, eight or nine people that got sick because uh, they had a house party but it wasn't like and it was you know it was people in their 20s right so younger college yeah. age but it's not uh, so the host was asymptomatic did, uh, you know so of course they didn't know it and they you know so they had had a house party and people got sick but that's not that's not you're not setting up like a wager to like see who right. can get sick first. Like what in the what in the world? Why would you do that to yourself? Like right. I, and you're knowingly inviting people that are already, you know, confirmed that they have COVID. Yeah, I don't think people I don't think people are people are taking it seriously enough and they think that this is like, you know, and and to a lot of people you'll just you'll get it, you'll have some mild symptoms, no big deal. But, right. like, somebody's going to get real sick, and somebody's going to have, like, I, lifelong lung issues. 
because of stuff like this. Dude, I know, I know a guy, healthy dude, and you know, like older, you know, like older. Oh, I, I say older, like he was in his fifties, right? It was is in his fifties, right? And he got COVID and wound up getting like fucking uh, because being in, induced into a coma, right? And and having to have like fucking fingers amputated because they atrophied oh. and like. Yeah, yeah, fucking crazy, dude. Crazy shit. Like, and people make such light of it, it's ridiculous. Doctors still don't know what the what the full range of symptoms are. Like people have had the weirdest symptoms and afflictions from this and they don't know the full scope of this. And you're just going to like Right. Like, like you know, like if I had a bag of M&Ms and one of those M&Ms was going to kill you would you take one of the M&Ms? Like, are you, like, you know what I mean? Like, one of these M&Ms is going to kill you right. instantly. Right. And they're peanut M&Ms, right. which means they don't suck to begin with. But one of them is going to kill you instantly. Are you going to reach in and take one? Yeah, right. And some people are stupid enough to be like, well, I mean, I don't know. How many M&Ms are in the bag? Like, fuck that. You know yeah. I mean? Like, fuck that. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 it's getting to the point where I can't, tolerate people's stupidity anymore because it's just it is stupidity at its finest yeah the internet social media and the internet is not helping no and i i I mean as a country we are doing terrible with this pandemic we are doing terrible yeah the richest it's just it's it's fucking pathetic the richest most powerful uh the wealthiest industrialized nation in the world is like falling apart like you know at the seams over this that most other countries have already beaten and gotten past and you know reopened up other countries are are 100 coming out of lockdown right we were never really in lockdown right like i right i've been really vigilant with with my own quarantine but i could have been doing a lot of other shit you know what i mean like nothing was stopping me from right. from quarantining other than really myself and care for my family and caring about you know the other people around me and and also i mean and I, i'm not believe me i'm not fucking a saint or or a buddha or whatever a big part of it is i don't want to fucking die you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I still like things in life. Uh, so it, it, it boggles my fucking mind. We could have locked down hard for three months and called it a fucking day. That's what other countries did. And it worked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now and now we're fucked. We're fucked. Oh, yeah. We're double fucked now because I, there's there's really nothing you can do. Like, what are you going to do? What are we going to do as a country? We've already... We've already squandered our opportunity to clamp down on this, provide the kind of economic coverage that people need so that they don't have to be desperate to go back to work and then right, just right. just get this done, get get all get all of it out of the system and then like we could be we could be at a baseball game right now. Like had we yeah, done no, this Yeah, no, 100%. You know what I mean? Like had we taken this seriously and Lot, you know, backstopped every co- every company so that they could pay their right. employees to stay at home starting in February by like, you know, Valentine's Day. America could have been yep. like, we love you. Stay home. We're going right. to pay you to do it. Stay home for X number, you know, for a month or two. Just stay home. Right. And yeah. the people that can work could work. 
and everybody else we would we would backstop all the wages and stuff and then we would have come out of this by you know may 1st we could have been at baseball right. games and instead we're we're arguing over masks yep we're nuts and we're. it's and people are still and people are still refusing to wear a mask i mean how fucking ignorant you know what i mean like and you know like every, everybody's entitled to their own opinion right and bro you know, it's totalitarianism that, bro bro if you're wearing a mask it's totalitarianism <laughs> I, I know, and it's like I can't fucking breathe. You know, what I mean, like tell that to a fucking surgeon that has to do like the 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 ten hour surgery to save somebody's fucking life. Like right. if they can fucking suck it up and wear a mask, like you can fucking stop being a pussy for fucking thirty minutes to go into the goddamn Rite Aid and pick up a prescription. Put your fucking mask on and shut the fuck up. You right. know what I mean? Like all these fucking so-called tough guys that are out there. You know what I mean? And fucking, you know, not my freedom. Stop being a fucking pussy, right? Put down your fucking AK-47, your AR-15. <laughs> Stop fucking pretending to be a superhero. Put your goddamn fucking mask on and do something good for the you know, for the sake of the country, you fucking literal piece of shit. And I apologize to all of our listeners coming at you with a lot of hate, a lot of heat right now, and I apologize for that. But if you don't put your le- your mask on i swear to god i will fucking staple your balls to your taint so you can literally watch me kick your own fucking ass yo you're a spicy burrito right now you need to slow down yeah but I, i'm ready like, to fight everybody dude i, I mean it's I, just i'm i'm sick of being at home too right like i'd like to go out you know i agree it's it's like you know if you wanted to be a hero this is like the easiest most patriotic thing that you could do to help protect your fellow man is just to wear a mask when you go out to the store no big deal right no big deal whatever right like i went to get i had to do i had to get some blood work done because i was like three weeks behind i hadn't got it done yet and so i go down first thing in the morning i go down to the you know whatever that i go down to my doctor's office they have a blood draw site right there I go in, I'm sitting, I go in and, and there's, they haven't opened up yet because I got there too early. I didn't know what time it was. And uh, this older guy's sitting there and he's sitting there. He doesn't have his mask on. And I sit down and, you know, I'm like two seats over from him. So I put my mask on and I'm just, you know, I take my headphones. I'm like listening to music. I didn't even want to talk to this guy. I don't want to talk to anybody. I didn't think there'd be anybody there. So I'm talking to him and stuff. Yeah, oh, this mask is such a, oh, it's such a pain in the ass. I go, look, it could be a lot worse. It could be so much worse. Be it like, right. Be, yeah, people make it out like this is like a like a backbreaking thing, like it's it's just yeah. a little mask. It's like at Halloween you do it willingly, you know. It's like right. once a year, once a year you'll do it willingly and and look stupid about it. Here I'm just like just right, just right. Put, like it's just just put it on, man. Come on, don't be a don't. Be and a maybe the, maybe you know you know maybe that's a good idea. Like maybe if we start carrying around like a pocket full of Reese's miniatures, right? Like every, right. you know, and we just hand them to each other. Like, here you go. Great job. Way to yeah. be a fucking decent human being. Yeah. Great show of patriotism there. Here's a, here's a candy. Here's yeah. a butterscotch. Right, right. Except not don't a butterscotch. Don't limit my freedom. So, oh, so fuck that. that. Butterscotch is, no, don't give me that. How dare you, sir? Butterscotches are delicious. Butterscotch is trash. Mmm. Next, you're going to tell me those fucking root beer barrels aren't good. Those are fucking also delicious. Well, uh, well that's a little different, but, you know, but butterscotch. My, <laughs> my candies lean towards, like, the, the likings of, like, a 75-year-old woman. <laughs> I am I'm the golden girls of, of, like, candy consumption, you know? Right. 
Right, easy there, Blanche. Like the, those, with those hard strawberry candies, like with uh, no, yeah, the hard the strawberry bomb. candies with like so, <laughs> those things are fucking fire. Those things are the best. They got they got the little strawberry looking wrapper on it, and it's got the strawberry goo in the middle. It's the they're the best. They've been the best. Oh my forever. god, so yeah, so good. Fucking underrated piece of candy. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Right. But Necco this took wafers, a really hard left turn at some point. Oh, Necco yeah, wafers are great. They're just colored chalk. Yeah, it's fucking gross. <laughs> Colored call call chalk, man. That's gross. Can't take that stuff. What a neck. I mean, yeah. I appreciate it's like that fruity we, chalk. It's. I appreciate that this show can can just like take hard turns from like you know the patriotism of wearing a mask to you know the most underrated old people candy. <laughs> oh, I know. I would say, I would say, you know what, fuck COVID-19 parties. If you want to do a real challenge, right, a real challenge, you get yourself a blindfold. You get yourself a handful of Necco wafers and Ooh. a handful of Fruity Tums, and you try <laughs> to tell which one's the fucking difference, right? I, I guarantee you, you can't. I guarantee wow. you, you can't. Well, you would be like, well, the Tums is definitely easier to chew, <laughs> Not having like a, it has a better mouthfeel. Not having a gallbladder. I have a lot of antacid, so uh, I got a leg up on you guys. Pat's out there fucking down in Tums like, like it's nobody's business. Oh, yeah, like it's straight candy. Like it's, uh, like it's Smarties. <laughs> They're my Smarties. Nice. Mm, yeah right i'm gonna next halloween i'm gonna get a, a like a big thing of tums and i'm gonna roll it up like a giant smarty for you yeah i'll be like yo this is real thoughtful <laughs> this is super thoughtful this is, look at what he gave me this is unbelievable look at this it's so thoughtful it's so it's just so utilitarian but it's also sweet and delicious oh <laughs> so look so so there was some other funny uh some other funny weird news right so and this is this is like a continuation of a theme where like you should really you should really only buy a car that you can actually drive right only buy a car that you can actually drive right don't be like okay, I like that don't be like a gentleman in West Yorkshire England who mm. blew like 200 grand on a Lambo and totaled it 20 minutes after he bought it I think I saw the video of this. It's unfucking believable. It's great. 20, 20 minutes after he alleges there was mechanical failure. Allegedly. Allegedly. And stopped on the road and Speaking got hit of by squirrely a squirrely Dan. Yeah, exactly. That's straight squirrely Dan. <laughs> but he was on the he wrecked it on the M one and, and I mean the thing was beautiful. And he totally tore the back end apart. And this is like this. This is like this. This is a recurring theme, right? A month ago, what? Two months ago, this guy, this guy got a 2020 Corvette C8, which whatever. I don't even care because whatever. It's a Corvette. Who cares? Crashes it like immediately after he picks it up. Like immediately tears up, crashes up the whole front end. It's like, yo, maybe you should have gotten a Prius. Maybe she got a Prius. <laughs> now, in his defense, Something, he got hit by right? he he got hit by a drunk driver. So it's like, all right, I get it. But nevertheless, um, there's a lot of bad juju around like buying an expensive car. Like I think there's video of like 
from la this time last year of Tracy Morgan uh, getting sideswiped in his Bugatti right after he bought it. Like, you got people, yo, just buy a car you can drive, okay? Don't buy a car you can't drive and then wreck it 20 minutes later because you know what? Somebody's going to record this because you're driving off the lot in a Lambo and, uh, and you're going to wreck it. So... That's fucking it. So there's so many people that buy like fucking high end sports cars and they can't handle the horsepower behind it. Exactly. But as soon as they drive out, uh, they just fucking wreck it, which is great. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. I mean, it's not great. It's not great. I'm not like I'm not celebrating that. Like I would love to have a fucking Lamborghini or whatever. You know what I mean? But like, you gotta learn how to drive it. No, I'm celebrating that. That is that is uh, that is the irony of you having enough money to buy a house. And blowing it on a car. And you have enough money to buy like 10 cars. And you bought one expensive car you couldn't handle and immediately wrecked it. What are you going to do? You ain't going to get no money for it. You ain't going to get money back for that. So, like, I do laugh a little at, the, at that. Like, I've got like a Honda CRV. I'm not, like, I'm not fancy. It's, you know, like. Right, right. You know. Like, Volkswagen Passat, baby. Right? Like, how many, how much, how much golf clubs can I fit in the back of a Lambo? You know what I mean? Like, what's the trunk space? What's the cargo space? I don't think you could fit any. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what are you doing in that Lambo? You keep, you know, like, you ain't going to the laundromat. You ain't, you know, but if you can afford a Lambo, I guess somebody else is doing your laundry. I don't really know, you know? That is unfucking believable. <sighs> yeah. So, it's a weird world out there. You know, maybe it was a mask. Maybe he was wearing a mask, and that was why he crashed it. Maybe the, maybe he's going so fast, the mask slipped up over his eyes and he wrecked it. That could be. That could be. Fuck. Yeah. You know what? I take it all back. Everybody's right. These masks are dangerous. Fuck it. Fucking limit li limiting our freedom and our, our Lamborghini driving and our eyesight. <laughs> and our eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wanted to break into a I don't know like a kind of a you got to try this kind of a mixed media moment type of thing. I was. There's two things, and you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's all gonna, it's all gonna tie together. You're gonna love it. So, I like that. I, uh, I had some time the other night uh, after work, so I was just kind of bumming around. So I started downloading some music. Uh, my neighbor up the street was really into this cat, Jimmy Smith, and Jimmy Smith's an old jazz musician. And so I downloaded a whole bunch of Jimmy Smith. He played. He he played. He was one yeah, of the first. He's for for those that don't know. He's like uh, one of the first like pioneers of the Hammond B3 organ, um, and it's just this really organy jazz music. It's it's very cool. So he he was telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, I've heard Jimmy. I've heard of Jimmy Smith, and I was listening. I was like, you know what? I want to download some of this. So I, I was downloading some music and. Uh, then I watched a documentary on Hulu. It's called Jocko, and it's about Jocko Pastorius. Um, you know, if you don't know, Jocko Pastorius is um, one of, you know, allegedly the greatest bass guitarist. Allegedly, <laughs> the greatest bass guitarist ever. And there's a lot of people who draw influence from him and and will agree to that. 
Um, so watch this, you know, and I, I'd, I'd heard of him and I'd, I'd never really known it. I really never had heard too much of his music. So I was kind of like interested. And so I wanted to listen because a lot of times these, the jazz documentaries or like music documentaries in general are usually pretty, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so, no, I'll, I'll watch any music documentary, basically. Yeah, so I, so I watch this documentary and, you know, he goes into, you know, how he got into, uh, into music and how his, his dad was a singer. And uh, they, like, they like moved down to Florida after he was born, and he, they, his dad was like a kind of like a lounge singer type of guy. And he got into music, so Jocko got into music, and he bought an upright bass, and he liked it. But like the humidity in Florida just like destroyed his his upright bass, so he bought like a bass guitar. And like one of the first things he did, you know, he wanted to be, he wanted to be like, he wanted to take it to another level. You know what I mean? And so, like, one of the first things mm -hmm. he did was he stripped all the frets off um, of, of the guitar. He stripped all the frets off, and he, like, coated over those fret holes, you know, like those fret bars. And he, you know... Yeah, the create, fret wire. Create, yep. Yeah, so he, like, created this whole new sound. Um, but, you know, and, and he did a lot of cool stuff, and he, and he immediately was, like you know fell in with all of these important musicians because he had so much talent and then of course like every you know like a lot of you know really uh, genius level musicians he also had a lot of you know mental issues and uh abuse ish, substance abuse issues i didn't really from from the documentary it didn't make it out like he had a drug problem but i've read that he had a drug problem but i also knew but he, but he also was obviously he drank a lot um, but he, he burned out like, you know, within like seven or eight years, he just, you know, totally burned out and then ended up passing away. Um, but the interesting thing about Jimmy Smith and Jocko, both really, uh, really important figures in jazz music, both men mm -hmm. were born in Norristown, Pennsylvania. No fucking way. I had no idea. I've been a big Jimmy Smith fan for a long time. Uh, yeah. Fan of, fan of the Hammond, Hammond B3 organ as well. Have one in my mom's basement. Nice. Uh, with Leslie and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, no idea that, and know who Jocko is as well, but had no idea that either of them were from uh, Norristown. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I pulled, I pulled down some of their music, and I was looking at it, and um, so I went... And, and look these guys up and you know I knew I, I, I think I'd known that Jimmy Smith was from like Philly but when you look at their bios both of them they were both born in Norristown Jocko's Jocko's That's family awesome. moved to Florida yeah and Jimmy Smith stayed in Philly and he was he was very important in, in jazz and he's you know was, he was he moved down to Philly after he was born in Norristown so I couldn't I couldn't I was like yo both these guys like in in like one day I happened to find the two jazz musicians who are both really uh important to their craft but also both born in norristown which is like you know back you know back philly way where where you know we both lived and and that's where we met so it's yeah like, yeah yeah that's pretty, where we met was norristown pennsylvania straight yeah. up so pretty wild man i thought that was a pretty interesting 
uh, a pretty interesting thing. So, like, if you get a chance, like, check out, you know, a lot of these musical documentaries are on, like, Hulu and Netflix and stuff, but they're usually, they're usually all really unique and interesting because, you know, these musicians that they do are usually, like, pretty important. So, like, you really learn a lot, and then you also get a lot of information from, like, you know, you always see a lot of other, other artists. And so, like, you know, there's, like, Flea and... Uh, what is his name? Robert Trujillo from uh, Metallica, and yeah, you know, like so, you know, a, a lot of like there's Wayne a, there's whatever the uh, the the documentary about Ginger Baker from oh, uh, Cre- oh god, that's so fucking. I bet you that's awesome. Oh, it's so great. Because Ginger I'm gonna Baker throw another, was wild. Uh, Oh, yeah, and the fucking documentary is wild as shit. I'm going to throw another, uh, you got to try this out here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to aim this towards any musicians, right, just because I'm looking at the, the sticker here. But uh, Divine Noise Cabling. Uh, if you're a bass player or a guitar player or any of that, and you need a really, really high-quality cable, Divine Noise is the way to go. Um, I, I mean, yeah, they're expensive. It's like $80 a cable, uh, but they're curly cable. It's, yeah, it's not, don't take my word for it. Take like Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. The fucking, it's a silent cable. The, it's so heavy. It's so good. Uh, yeah. So if you're a musician, go support whatever Divine Noise. Well, I think they're out of Portland, Oregon or something, but they just do, you know, boutique handmade cables and it's fucking great. Oh, that's cool. And it's, it's, and it's a, uh, you know, by American. You know what I mean? Yeah, by American. Yeah. Which and they awesome. come in cool, fun colors, and and I, I like I like my curly cable. Yeah, you know I mean like it, it, you know, like an homage back to like Jimi Hendrix and like you know like the '60s style cables where they were like curly cords instead of straight mm. ones. Uh, so it's right. fun. Cool. Cool. So let's switch. Uh, let's switch it up to. I've, I've been I've been dying to get to this. Our uh, our mixed media moment. Movies, Movies, books, books and comics and stuff, and recording. And some sometimes we CDs. listen to music, and oh yeah, and, Jimmy Smith. and records, and like DJs go. Create rap music, cause I never dug disco. Here we go. <laughs> you really? That was. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened there. Yeah, you you really went on a. It uh, was an extended jam. I like it. That was, a, that was the DJ DJ Cubert remix. Wow. Uh, so. It really was Cubert, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Some, it some, really uh, was Cubert, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> some, yeah. some Dr. Octagon in there. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%, man. I mean, Blue flowers. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Chuck D, but it's, you know, it's, you know, from, it's from Dr. It was, Octagon. Yeah, it was, it was from the Dr. Octagon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half so, shark, alligator, half man. I finally finished, finally finished, uh, last weekend, I spent many, many hours uh, just binging through the Clone Wars to get through all of the Clone Wars stuff. Um, And so, I I mean, I really railroaded through, like, probably, like, four four or five seasons worth of stuff in, like, like a couple of days last weekend and got to the end. Nice. And, uh, you know, because I wanted to see, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, a lot of the Darth Maul stuff. I wanted to see some of the um, Bounty Hunter stuff I wanted to see. Um, so there was, like, definitely stuff that I wanted to see that wasn't. And then, you know, like, there's some Yoda stuff that I wanted to see. And, uh, and then you For finally sure. get to the end. And, man. Um, 
last four episodes. Oh, dude. Those last four episodes Ooh. were just, like, so tense and, like, you know, it's crazy because you see, you see everything through Ahsoka's eyes. You don't really, you know, you don't really see what's going on. Um, you know, you really see this through, like, Ahsoka and Darth Maul, which is incredibly weird, but... Um, you know, you, you basically see all of this through their eyes and the timing is a little weird. Like when I, when I kind of thought this through, I was like, yeah, this happens after what, after episode two, but like during episode so, three. So yeah, it's during episode three, right? So, and, and, and the timing actually syncs up really really perfectly right okay because anakin should be going with ahsoka right but him and obi-wan get called to save the, the chancellor, chancellor who's yeah. in dooku's possession yeah who's in dooku's possession so while all that's going on right like ahsoka's kind of getting a little pissed right because anakin's not going to mandalore because he's going to save the um the chancellor again right? right so the uh so and then so then that's that fits in with what's going on um uh, i i believe um right before these last uh no it might be the last four uh yeah so i i believe that's uh let me see yeah yeah pretty much right before the right uh, right around the time of the last four episodes Right, I'm trying to I'm trying to see. So there's twelve episodes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, so it's twelve, eleven, ten, and nine. So that's uh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, so that's yeah, so that's episode nine, old friends not forgotten, right? And that's uh, that's Ahsoka's return and Anakin giving her her new lightsabers, and um, <clears throat> so th I, I, season seven started off really good. I liked the Bad Batch. Um, oh like, yeah, that was really yeah yeah. I thought that was really great. Then it kind of got weird with that the whole Pike Syndicate and uh, those two other uh, girls right, right that were right. with Ahsoka. Like, um, you know those those were those were okay, but uh, I mean it felt really filler episodes. You know what I mean? It really was like it, I, was, um, but, I was really hoping that they would like there would be a role for them somewhere. And and I I'm I'm going to assume I haven't watched Rebels, and so I don't I don't know if anybody I don't have you watched Rebels. All of it and love it. Okay, so oh, okay, okay, so that is worth watching. All right, so that's, that's another thing I was thinking about watching. So they don't make any appearances in there oh, either. Great. So they're so they're just totally throwaway no. characters. Totally throwaway characters. Some of Rebels is a little retconned uh, because of uh, of these uh, episodes uh, in the Clone Wars, but I mean, it's still it, it doesn't do anything to take away from Rebels. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, there's definitely so the last four episodes of of season seven of the Clone Wars. Uh, what's great about it? Is it doesn't start with the 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 normal like Clone Wars sort of uh, campy um, newsreel. Oh yeah, I love uh, the newsreel stuff reel. that you would see in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. It's a call out to um, you know like how things were done in the theater during the forties during World War Two. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, sort of those pr propaganda shorts, and that's what that's what that is. But these last four episodes are are not like that at all. They start with Lucasfilm. Uh, they have the Red Clone Wars, which always indicates that Maul's in the episode, right? Um. And they're just given a far more 
cinematic um, treatment, right, than any of the other stuff. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, and the the suspense, like a, a lot of the suspenseful stuff, was not in a lot of the other episodes the way it was in the last four episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the last four episodes strung together, watched back to back, uh, as a complete sort of story, is some of the strongest and most compelling and most well done. Star Wars storytelling that there is. Yeah. If they were to put that in, in in a movie format, I would put that up against any of the other movies out there. Like I, I feel like it's strong and it, it deserves its own place. And um, you know, and what's really cool is like so. Um, my my favorite episode uh, in those last four is episode ten. It's called the Phantom Apprentice. Right. Right. And it, it focuses heavily on Ahsoka and Maul. And there's there's a great duel between Ahsoka and Maul there. But what I what I love about that is it, it also kind of harkens to um, two very specific things. One, you know, Darth Maul. Uh, not only was introduced in the Phantom Menace, right, but he meets his end in the Phantom Menace, right? So there's a strong tie between Darth Maul and the Phantom Menace. And in the Rebels series, one of the best episodes with Ahsoka and one of the best episodes overall is uh, called Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, and so in this episode, focusing on both Ahsoka and Maul, you get the Phantom Apprentice, a call out to the Phantom Mentist and a call out to Twilight of the Apprentice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, which is super cool. And something that I, I don't know if you knew or not, but uh, Ray Park, the actor that originally played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, uh, came back and did screen capture for for that fight sequence. So everything that's oh. happening on in the animation is screen capture of Ray Park, the actor that originally played Darth Maul, uh, and, and another person uh, doing the movements for Ahsoka. So which is why that fight scene looks unfucking believable, even for an animated fight scene. It's just fantastic. Right. Yeah, it was really good. It was some. Of the, it, it was funny. It it made me laugh because like when I was watching it, I'm like. She's gonna cap. She's gonna like capture him, where multiple other Jedi could not do it themselves, right? Where like Anakin and uh, Obi Wan couldn't do it themselves, and here's here's Ahsoka, who's you know not yet this not yet a Jedi master, still an apprentice, and she's gonna be like be the ones, but you know she. There were parts where she, you know, she lost both of her lightsabers and, you know, right before they actually did capture him. But it looked like she was definitely going to lose and he was going to get away. So it was like, all right, well, they, you know, it, it, it didn't. Yeah. She didn't get over, like, as far as, like, you thought she would. But, you know, it still did, it didn't make her look, like, super strong, but it made her look strong enough like she was learning something. And, and she, she ended up being, like, as I watched, like, as I watched through all these seasons she ends up being like a very major character you know yeah and her development is is unbelievable yeah, yeah her development is unbelievable i mean i don't know i you know to a degree i i think that there's development there but i think that she still is very like she is still very like impatient and um, oh yeah for and, sure and brash and and, and 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 those are all tendencies that she gets from and, and this is one of the things i was thinking about there like you know anakin through most of his time in the clone wars is very um 
very brash and very arrogant, and he takes a lot of risks, and he kind of jumps headlong into stuff without having like a really good plan. And then after yeah. he becomes Vader, you don't you don't see like I don't recall ever seeing him take you know really brash risks and stuff like you and know, I th- and there's a I think th- I think there's a real reason for that too why you don't see Vader taking the risks that Anakin Skywalker did right? yeah but why, why is that though because he's still an apprentice though because he he. Yeah, yeah, no, but he, he took the risk and overestimated himself by trying to pull that Obi Wan that move on Obi Wan, right? Oh yeah, jumping right. over him and getting behind him, right? And and it, and it cost him everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it, it you know, and so there's some really cool stuff about that. So, um, one of the reasons why Anakin is you know before they even have any sort of thing right obi-wan says don't try it right and if you think back throughout all of star wars lore right and this is you know really nerdy shit right but this is this is what the show's about um obi-wan is the first jedi to defeat a sith in a thousand years and that's because the sith have been underground right but the sith have come back out and obi-wan's the first one to do it and the way that he did it right was by using the force to flip over Maul, grab the lightsaber, and slash him in half. And that story has been told to Anakin a thousand, thousand times, not only from Obi-Wan, but from other Jedi who are like, look at what fucking Obi-Wan did, right? Right. I, and, and sometimes it's funny because, like, the Clone Wars... And, and overall, I think people, like, play Obi-Wan off like he... Obi-Wan's my favorite Jedi by oh, far. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I fucking love Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? But, like, also, like, his skill with a lightsaber, like, he was a master of, like, Form 3, and, like, everyone called him not just a master of Form 3, but the master of Form 3, right? Like, he, he's not to be under underestimated, right? So, but it's, it's that's the whole reason why Obi-Wan's like, don't try it, because he knows Anakin's heard the story a thousand times, how Obi-Wan... You know, right? Jumped over Darth Darth Maul, who had the high ground to get behind him, right? And then Anakin tries the exact same thing, but Obi Wan's like, "You fucking idiot!" Right? Like, uh. like this is not gonna happen, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like there, there's there's and and um, there, there's more subtle tie-ins, and I don't think like George Lucas really thought of this, right? But it does all kind of play backwards really well. So in um, Return of the Jedi, uh, with the lightsaber duel between Luke and Vader, there's a part in there uh, before Luke goes fucking apeshit, right? Uh, Where he kicks Vader down a flight of stairs. And the shot is Vader getting back up. Luke's standing at the top of the stairs. So Luke has the high ground, right? Vader has is at the bottom of the stairs. And Vader's comment is, Obi-Wan has taught you well. <laughs> so I don't think Lucas had the foresight to put that in, but it all ties back in so well to that concept of the high ground, right? right? And what really humbled Vader, right? Uh, in that duel between him and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And there's some, and there's some other really great tie-ins with these last four episodes of the Clone Wars, and specifically the prequels, right? Because this is all going on during the same during Episode Three. And there's a part in the Episode Three where 
Obi-Wan has to tell Anakin that he that the council needs him to report on Chancellor Palpatine's comings and goings to spy on him, right? And Anakin's pissed because you know, he, he doesn't know that Chancellor Palpatine's using him, right, or whatever. He just sees Palpatine as a friend, and he's like, it's it's unfair, it's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And Obi-Wan, you know, says, I'm not asking you to do this. The council's asking you to do this, right? And there's a, there's a part in, I think it is The Phantom Apprentice, where Obi-Wan asks Ahsoka to keep an eye on Anakin. And she gets kind of upset about it, that the council would ask her to do this because she's not a Jedi, right? And he says, the council's not asking you to do this. I'm asking you to do this. So it's the exact opposite. It's the same thing, right? But it's for two totally different reasons. And it just it just ties it. It's, it's a really juicy piece of, okay. of uh, dialogue. Um to, to catch on to so it, yeah that was that was really cool and it's uh it's one of the better scenes in in uh in revenge of the sith as well uh where hating christian doesn't necessarily completely overact right right <laughs> one of the uh one of the things i thought was like as i'm watching this i think this was like in, uh, it might have been in season three um like i thought that the jedi were such dopes when it came to like force usage and stuff like i'm trying to remember the one uh, what was his name um he was the one uh it was one of the um bounty hunters he wore the big hat um oh cad bane cad bane okay cad bane um Love so cad he, bane so and he it was really it was really cool and I, I really liked that that story arc and so he like steals the holocron and then he captures uh, Ahsoka, and then, like, all this time, like, why didn't you just use the Force? Like, when you see the Sith, the Sith have no problem Force-pushing people all over the place. Just They're just Force-shoving people all over the place. And then mm-hmm. yeah. there's so many parts where it's like, why don't you just use the Force? He's, he's holding the Holocron, and it hovers above his hand. And I was like... Why don't you just take it from him? You're a, you can like just take stuff. Like you can hold you can move boulders with the force. Why don't you just swipe the holocron from him and then I don't know, cut him in half. I don't know. But anyways, there's so many there's so many instances where they don't do that. And I I'm like I, there's like all these instances where I'm like yelling at the TV like a dope. I'm like, "Why are you guys why don't you use the force? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like why do you suck at this?" You know, like, right, you know, right. it's, it's no wonder that they're always losing everything. It's because they're so bad at this. But otherwise, I mean, that, that's why I watched some of the story arcs, because I wanted to watch some of the bounty hunter stuff. And I wanted to watch some of the, um, you know, there was that one, there's that one where they have, uh, you know, quote unquote, Boba Fett. And he's like yeah. the little short, he's like the little short dude. He's a kid. Yeah, he's, he's like a kid. A, yeah, he's like a young kid. And it's like, all right. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, and that, and that, yeah, well, that's again, that's from a, uh, you know, that's from the Clone Wars, right? Like sure. Jango Fett had an unaltered clone, right? That was Boba, and so this is just him after Jango's dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it was it was neat that they had some of these tie-ins that I wasn't aware of, but that was, you know, like I said, that oh, was yeah. why I didn't skip to seven. 
Like I really wanted to watch some of these story arcs because you banged the you bang, um, it's proud of you, proud of you on that one. I I I think there's some really cool stuff in there, and you know, like as far as like the force goes, you know, like you know, one of the things in episodes one, two, and three, I can't remember which one it is. But like they confirm, you know, like Mace Window and and Yoda are talking about it, like um, the the Jedi are losing their their connection to the Force. The connection right. to the Force is weakening because the Force is out of balance, and it's why Sidious is able to operate in fucking plain sight right under their nose, right? Even right. under Yoda, who's the strongest Force user, you know, there is. Besides, you know, it's hard to say who's more powerful, Palpatine or Yoda. Right. Um, and and outside of these last four episodes, that episode where Yoda goes to the planet to learn about the cosmic. Yep. Oh, God, that episode. So good, where he has face like dark shadow Yoda. Those are uh, great. How that's so fucking good. Yeah. And so the good. episodes where where Anakin goes to that like secret hidden planet or whatever, whatever, and meets the father the son and the daughter oh yeah you know like the, the living representations of the force oh and that oh, that's like... that's such a good yeah that's such a good fucking arc Ugh. and anakin sees the future and sees what he's about to do right and then, and then the father's like i can't let you have yeah, yeah, to wipe it right oh, i can't let so... you see that i can't let or else you're not going to do what you need to do it's, it's fucking great it's really good yeah, so so that, that, those are like the really good parts, and and I I, I liked I, you know I thought it was a great series. I, I I'm going to probably watch Rebels at some point, but I, I really got a good push from. Oh, Rebels uh, is fantastic. All right, Eve gave me a really good push because I got to a point where like she'd come she'd come home from work and I'd be watching it because I'm like I'm trying to get through this. Like I got, like you know like we want to we want to talk about this on the show. I got to get through this, and you know we happened to be sitting home last weekend. We just weren't doing anything, and I'm just I was just I'm just just pounding through it and she's like just do it she's like just do it just finish it and i was like all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna yeah, finish it fucking go <laughs> fucking love that love that but there was Let's a lot fucking there, go boys there was a lot of good stuff in it and i really liked it you know like i you know but but I, when you watch it you, you see a lot of the um a lot of the interactions between the um the Republic and the Separatists and the, especially in season one and all the planets that aren't really involved, but they want to kind of get involved. It's like, I can see, I can see why people, I can see why people would suggest that the Republic is like, are like the bad guys to a degree. Um, Sure. You know, they're, you know, they've got this clone army, they're doing this war, but, but it's like, you know, also you you you're doing it against these separatists who have a leader, a shadowy leader that nobody knows, and right, you know, right. is it is it? Um, oh gosh, it was it was Dooku, but what was his what was his code name that he was using? Um, Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus, yeah, Lord Tyrannus. Um, so like, yeah, yeah, it was it was really interesting. And then they finally these these things finally come together, and it's like, how do you not know this stuff? Like, how do you not find out any right. of these things? Like, how do you not find this stuff out? Right, and just... And bringing Maul back was fucking genius. Because Maul, like, was cool in, in, in The Phantom Menace because he had the double-bladed lightsaber and did flips and shit, right? Right. But as, like, an interesting character, dialogue-wise, driven-wise, any, any, any of that, like, who really knew shit about Darth Maul in, in The Phantom Menace, right? Like, oh, right. He, he had a cool lightsaber, he did flips, and he looked really cool. Yeah, you he's really, a fucking phenomenal character. Yeah. A phenomenal character. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, I mean, just 
You really go. I think it's you really so go into good. this. You go into this thinking that this is going to be about like Anakin and Obi Wan, and it really ends up being about like Darth Maul and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's a, a, yeah. A, a, yeah. The 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 funniest part is like, uh, I, I don't know if it's an ironic part, but Ahsoka's a non-canon character, and so she becomes this. You know, she becomes well, a she, focal she point. Well, she is canon. Is she all, canon? All of, all of Clone Wars is canon. Yeah, all of Clone Wars is canon now. Yep. Hmm? Well, it's canon now. So she's now. canon. Right, right. But she, was, yes. she, wasn't, she yeah. wasn't involved in it. She was not a character in, you know, obviously the original movies, uh, any of the extended universe books and things. Like, she wasn't involved. She wasn't a, a character. Um, but here she becomes this character. No, she she was... She becomes this, like, yeah, this she was cre- main character. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the things that gets retconned from the original movies, right? But, like, she's fucking amazing, right? Like, she's great. But all, all of Clone Wars is canon. All of Rebels is canon, right? Um, so so all of that is, is actually canon. Uh, has become canon. I believe canon. the Mandal... Has become canon, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been added to canon, right? I believe the Mandalorian is canon. Um Almost positive on that. Sure. And you know what's happening in, in, in Mandalorian season two, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna you're gonna you're gonna jump the shark on some things that I was gonna get to in the in a in a latter part of this. Um but so there's two things there's two things that are gonna be pseudo future and perfect, right? So one of them um Speaking of like retconning stuff. Oh, so but anyways, go watch the fucking Clone Wars before we get into future. And oh Perfect. yeah, oh yeah. If you Cl- haven't watched it, if go you fl- haven't watched it, it's the really last good four episodes is some of the best Star Wars. I mean, seriously, it, I, I, it's fucking, uh, it's, it's better than all three of the fucking prequels. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> and 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 probably probably fucking better than all three of the the sequels. But um, I could, to be you honest, could probably, it, you could probably make a really great supercut. Of the first three, the first three episodes, and that would probably hold up against most most other things. For sure, for sure, yeah. And you know, and a lot of people like to shit on the prequels, right? And I being one of them, right? But let's be honest, George Lucas has never fucking wrote good dialogue. So yeah, I mean, like, yes, it, it suffers from really, really bad dialogue. But the thing about the the first three movies four five and six right is like the acting is 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 good right like because fucking Harrison Ford right 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 and Ewan McGregor is fucking awesome right but Hayden Christensen uh, episode two the Attack of the Clones is the worst fucking Anakin Skywalker in the world right like, right I fucking hate that version of Anakin Skywalker yeah but you you know I hate like, Sam there's there's some you know there's something to be said about those episodes being uh just an effort to make lucas money because he was getting a divorce and um, oh yeah for, for sure and, right? and rushing him in and, and for sure and and something about but there's like, also like go ahead no 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 after you oh well there's just the you know like the, you know the shitty characters that they dumped into the show like um jar jar and stuff that was mainly there to bring to get you to get kids into it right Be, because adults yeah, no, were you know sure. we were we were all adults in the you know in the in the early 90s or the late 80s or whatever when this stuff came out we were already going to go they you know so it's like there were there were there were forces that were outside of our control to get good movies out of those 
No, absolutely. And like one of the things like and, and, and the Clone Wars TV show, like, I mean, I think there's definitely aspects of it that are geared towards children. These last four episodes are not. Right again, like completely different treatment. The fucking Darth Maul ripping the ship apart, like, Ow. and just you know using that to fucking murder clones. Like, it's so good. I disagree so that good. the I disagree that the Clone Wars is like a kids show. Like, there's a lot of times where they're like they're cutting people up, stabbing people, cutting people. Oh I mean, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I have to say that because I, I I'm I'm watching the Clone Wars now for the third time with my seven year old daughters. And so I have to, I have to definitely say that it's a kid's right. show, right? I, like it's somewhat kid friendly. So, yeah, but yeah, no, there's definitely adult themes and I'm just like, da, 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 da. So like, yeah. so speaking of, speaking of retconning yes. and speaking of, uh, Palpatine being able to fly under the Jedi's radar for so long yep. during these shows, there is apparently allegedly uh, allegedly, allegedly, a rumor out there that uh, that Disney is going to retcon episodes seven through nine as a timey wimey wibbly wobbly pocket dimension type of thing, and ah, they're fuck that. and they're going to strip it out of canon. And make it kind of a pocket universe thing where it's not really a thing. So there, there, there apparently is, and this part I do believe there is definitely a power struggle between Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau for what is the soul of the Star Wars product in Disney, and and that I do I do get and I do believe it. And I and I'm totally give it to team, Favreau. Give yeah, it to, yeah. We're all team give Favreau. Give it to fucking Favreau. Yeah, we're all team Favreau. Um, Fa- Favreau and Dave Dave Filoni, like the guy who did Clone Wars and Rebels, they they should be doing. They should be running the show. Right. They should handle the Star Wars franchise. Right. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, bona fides are for you know, having a vision for the future of Star Wars. But if six, if, if seven, eight, nine or any, you know, indication, it's straight Indication, track. right, right. But they've suggested yeah, right. that, you know, there there is going to be at some point a retconning of seven, eight, nine, where this kind of happens. They explain it away in that there is some dark magics that Palpatine uses to to either create or leverage these kind of mirrors that uh, allow him to you know kind of go unseen and kind of move from place to place um, and they're alleging that certain things that you can see in like episode 9 when Ray fights you know she kind of struggles against her dark side self or whatever that these mirrors right, right. are present and they're going to try to retcon seven eight and nine out of general canon and make it some sort of just you know pocket thing and and i you know it's it's a the rumors are hilarious there it's you know it's it's very tedious and hilarious but it's interesting that people have gone to these lengths to try to explain away you know just the mediocrity of seven eight nine and so so this is this is the new the hip new thing and it's probably just grown out of the power struggle at Disney, which is not a 
figment of people's imagination. People, this is a legit thing. Favreau is doing, you know, really high quality work that I was not, I for one, was not expecting. Um, but he's done some really high quality work, and I think they're, you know, and Dave Filoni, and he, and Dave Filoni, like I said, fucking the Clone yeah. Wars and Rebels. Is fucking great material. It's right. great material. Right. So they've done a lot and, of really and, good work. And, and Favreau and Filoni worked together on Mandal- Mandalorian, which is okay. also great. And and Favreau also voiced a character, and it was very obvious that it was John Favreau. Um, as soon as I heard it, uh, pre pre Vizsla, he's the one Mandalorian who has the dark saber. Um, yes. Totally, obviously, John Favreau. So the one thing I didn't realize, um, uh, Mark Hamill did the voice of Darth Maul, or oh no, Darth Bane. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Darth yeah. Bane. I'm sorry. Yep, Darth Bane. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 So. Oh yeah, and that was kind of in that Yoda kind of side quest, which yeah, is which creator is good. of the rule of two. You yeah. are. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Which no, was good. Sure. Which was good. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I feel like that show gave us like a lot of lot of really cool stuff, like Asajj Ventress. What a fucking great character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, really, really good. She's fucking, fucking super badass. Yeah, and and I I don't know. Once again, she's kind of a pocket character that was, she was, you know, she was somewhat Dooku's assassin. Right, but she was just kind of, she wasn't, she wasn't in canon prior to Clone Wars. So there, there are these two, there are these two, and, and, you know, you could almost, you could almost make a case that she and Ahsoka are these kind of flip sides. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you for know, sure. They're, they're Ahsoka definitely... being the light side apprentice right. and, and, and Ventress being the dark side apprentice. And then one of my favorite episodes is, is after Ventress gives up on revenge and gives up on all of that. Right. And is just a bounty hunter. The the episode with her and Ahsoka working together. Right. Uh, is, is one of my favorite episodes. That, but that also, that also gets Ahsoka in trouble and also leads to Ahsoka leaving the, you know, leaving the Jedi. The Jedi Order, yeah. yeah, and not coming back, which is great, because yeah. Ahsoka isn't a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, like she's no longer an apprentice, and w- which also kind of maybe you know per- perhaps plays into her her duel with Darth Maul, right? Like she's she doesn't have to adhere to a Jedi Order, but not give in to the dark side either, right? Right. Interesting character, interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense that she left because you know at the point at the point that they were at. Um, you know, the, you get into the well, movies, and there's no one for her to be. There's no one for her to be the apprentice of. You know what I mean? So, makes right, right, sense. yeah, right. No, for sure. And and the way she plays into Rebels. So Rebels happens after Clone Wars, right? Right. Uh, all the way up to the beginning of A New Hope, right? So that's the time period of Rebels, and it's it's okay. it's very cool. And there's a lot of really really cool tie-ins to A New Hope. Yeah. So, um, you know, so this 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 weird pocket universe story is a thing that is out there and is and is somewhat interesting. But, um, you know, also where you were going is um, season two of The Mandalorian will October 2020 allegedly uh, have Ahsoka no, Tano confirmed. confirmed. I'm sorry. It is confirmed. Yes. Ahsoka Tano is going to be a yes. character in. Uh, the Mandalorian season two, and she's going to be played by one of our favorites, uh, Rosario Dawson, who was, you know, mm. you know, uh, you know, kind of hankering to play that role. And I love when I love when and she, it, 
I love Rosario Dawson. Yeah, well, I, I also love I when think. actors and actresses kind of politic to get into a role. You know what to, I mean? To get a role, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I really, I, I love that part. I think that's great. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah, another no, I thing think that's great. She's she's not going to be the. Ma- She's not going to be the main character. She's going to be in a few episodes, but it is confirmed that she will be in The Mandalorian. Now, the rumor is that we will also see Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Yeah. So that would be really dope. And then... Who's the other one we're going to see? And so the rumor... uh, I I think it's just... All I know is Ahsoka and Boba Fett for sure. Ahsoka for sure. Boba Fett is a rumor... Um, but I, I'm I'm not sure who else. Oh, we'll I can't see, think of his. I, I mean, oh crap! I can't think of his name. Uh, shit. There's an actor, and he is going to be in it, and I can't remember his name, but he's going to play a Mandalore. He's going to play somebody who has the Fett armor or 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 Mandalorian armor, but is also not like Boba Fett. I can't remember his name. I think he was in the Clone Wars, but. I can't think. I can't remember what his name is. Um, shit. I wish I could remember it, but I'll try and track that down. But yeah, he's definitely going to be. Look, that'd be fucking. Yeah. That would be cool as shit. Oh man. All right. I can't remember. I. Uh, you caught me off guard on that one. So I. I, I don't have that off the top. No, of my head. that's it. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, but it's, he's not going to be Boba. But he's going to have Bo- He's going to have like Mandalore armor. Okay. And then there's a whole argument as to whether Boba Boba Fett and Jango Fett's armor is actually Mandalorian, or is it just meant to look like Mandalorian armor? That's right. a conversation for a different day. Exactly. But you know, there's a whole thing that it's not made out of Beskin. Um, but and also just future imperfect, no dates or anything set, but confirmed. The Obi Wan series will be coming and will feature Ewan McGregor reprising the role of Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's so cool. that'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be definitely so. be good. That'll so be a solid. lot of good Star Wars stuff coming. And if you if you got an itch to do anything, you know, there's some painful episodes of the Clone Wars, but overall, as as a whole, the series is fucking phenomenal. Well, look, we we posted we posted on the face space the list of story arcs that are really worth checking out and inside that list of story arcs there are like high quality ones that are highlighted so like if you're going to catch anything just catch these couple of highlighted story arcs and of course like most of season seven you know the end of season six and beginning season seven is is pretty much in there um but there's a lot of story arcs in there so like yeah so we've we've already given you you know our our 12 listeners you know some uh some guidance on what to check out and what to ignore um so if you if you watch the stuff that's in this list that we have online you'll skip all the crappy jar jar and um some some other worthless episodes that are kind of not you know not worth watching but and get into all the fucking awesome shit that you want to see straight cool meat, bounty hunters straight and lightsabers and, and fucking shit oh yeah yeah straight meat and potatoes so. that's how much we love you that's right. We're not going to lead you astray. Never. That's what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, that was... That's that's it. It's good stuff. That's it. No, that's awesome. Fucking... Da, 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 da. Wait, was I doing Superman or doing Star Wars? I don't no, know No, you were doing Star Wars. It's a very but, Star Wars-heavy episode right, today. Okay. 
Yeah, it was, because we fucking love Star Wars. But that's all the time we got today, everybody. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for chatting with us. We miss you guys. Have a happy Independence Day. Uh, I'll probably have this episode up on Monday the 6th. But we're going into the July 4th weekend, so have a happy Independence Day. America, blow a small part of it up. And while we're talking America, remember... We're not out of this yet. And as sure as grandma's got gout, if you don't put that fucking mask on, we're going to have some goddamn problems, people. Thanks for stopping by, kids. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Deuces.